Hello and welcome to another episode of Between the Studs. I'm your host, Mark, and today I'm joined by Garrett. Hey, how are y'all doing? And we are going to be talking about Bionicle, specifically the OG Bionicles yep. and their masks and how Pretty intricate much. and collectible these masks have become. And actually, yep. initially were, I think, right? Init I mean, that was one of the big selling points of Bionicle was collectibles. And then that transitioned into other Lego themes. I know, you know, first one that comes to mind is Atlantis with the uh, keys and mm -hmm. everything. Exactly. Yeah. And I actually didn't realize this looking at Bionicles, knowing of their mm -hmm. existence, very much on the peripheral <laughs> of my Lego experience. Yes. But uh, that was kind of the point of the Bionicle mask. But before mm -hmm. we get too far into the the physical construct of the masks themselves. Can you describe what Bionicle is to someone who has no idea, like me a year ago? So <laughs> not a problem. So Bionicle was, I mean, pretty much one of the themes that saved Lego from bankruptcy. That I do a know. A lot of people don't want to admit it, but there was a time where 100% of profits were Bionicle. Mm -hmm. The original um, concept came about in 1995. Yes. And it was originally called um, the Boneheads of Voodoo Island. <laughs> A little bit different. Sounds very weird. A yeah. little bit different, but that translated into Bionicle. One of the main uh, points of that one was knocking the heads off the characters. Mm, gotcha. Or and in that, this case, the masks. And that yeah, translated so. into the masks here. Yeah. Uh, but Bionicle stands for a biological chronicle. Oh, they are not okay. just robots. Yeah. They are partially organic and alive. Interesting. So they have like a, a soul or yes. a spirit to them, right? Yes. So that's, that's interesting. Uh, and they have, you know, they've got certain organs and stuff mm -hmm. like that. They're not complete robots, unlike some other things in the Bionicle universe that are full robots. Gotcha. In the Bionicle story, yes. it, there's like the, you got the island. Yep. That, and that was the beginning of the Bionicle story, but it's way bigger than that once it They're, fully evolved. So. The, yeah, the second half of the name Chronicle was the big point of Bionicle was that they wanted an intriguing story and they mm -hmm. wanted an intriguing um, mystery, right? Yeah, they wanted a something that people could get invested into and stay with the series, kind of like how Ninjago is done. But yeah, it all started on an island called Madanu. It was uh, a peaceful island where mm -hmm. all of the uh, Matoran lived. Let me actually grab one of the Matoran from over here. There we go. Of these. These are the main inhabitants of the Bionicle universe. Mm -hmm. These little robotic-looking yes. individuals. So, yeah. uh, and they lived on the island with um, elder versions called Taragas. And gotcha. eventually, uh, there is a the big bad guy, Makuta, mm -hmm. who is trying to plunge the uh, Matoran universe into darkness. Sounds pretty bad, right? It's very <laughs> much a good versus evil story. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Toa, the first wave of Bionicle, are the sworn protectors of the Matoran. Gotcha. So the heroic characters, exactly. the good guys, right? They're the light in the dark. This this sets the stage for these mm -hmm. original Bionicle sets. This was the story. Yes. And it kind of progressed from there. The Bionicles are trying to... What's their main purpose now that they're on the island? Now that they... Once they um, washed up on the island, they were actually... The canisters play a big part of the story. Interesting. Is that the original Toa were trained a couple, I'm not going to go into spoilers, but a couple thousand years before the island was even formed. Wow. And then they were placed into these Toa canisters in case they were ever needed to protect the Matorans. Mm -hmm. uh, and so eventually, um, one of the Matorans named Takua, mm -hmm. who is kind of like a main character for Bionicle, besides Tahu. Yeah. 
Um, he collected the six Toa stones on the island of Matanui, and that summoned the Toa canisters gotcha. to the island. So it unlocked that uh, potential yes. saving grace, the rescue team, exactly. right? So there was a malfunction, and they didn't deploy when they needed to. Okay. So the island and the Matoran universe was plunged into darkness for a couple hundred years Oof. before they were able to arrive. Gotcha. So because of the little character Takua, do we yep. actually have him here? I, we do have a Takua over here. They didn't nice. make um, an official set for him, mm -hmm. but he's essentially the same as another Matoran, except he uses a different mask. Gotcha. So I went ahead and pieced one together for us. That's awesome. We'll go ahead and sit him up here. And he's the same character that we see on the new... Bionicle anniversary gift of purchase. He is. He's, he's the little side character. He's the little guy who rides on uh, Tahu's back. Gotcha. Yep. Now, buying that set a while ago, I didn't understand that mm -hmm. reference, so that's cool to know that he is central to the original yes. Bionicle storyline. He's so. central to the entirety of the first like Bionicle story part. He was the main character in the um, online game that, gotcha. that, came, that came out before, really, even the sets did. Mm -hmm. uh, he was pretty much the main character in the first movie, The Mask of Light. Okay. So Takua is a name in the uh, Bionicle Universe story that Takua is an important character. Yes. And ends up doing even more important things. Yeah. Later on, right? Yeah. So, to yeah. start out, he's the reason the Toa even showed up to the island. Yes. So he, he called in the cavalry to save yes. everybody, right? So Pretty much. Awesome. Un unknowingly. Unknowingly. That's unknowingly, but interesting. good. Yes. Good and he did. I, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that the, the video game and yes. all this other stuff, uh, the, the, the online... Yep. PC game came out before mm -hmm. the release of Bionicle. So Lego is carefully laying the foundations of story and interest for their that sets was before one of they the, dropped. Yeah. Yeah. One of the main things for Bionicle was the story. There yeah. were novels, there were comic books, mm -hmm. there were, I mean, there was two online Flash games, there were Game Boy games. Yep. There was a lot of story that you could only get from other parts of media. Yeah. That weren't, you know, that some of the novels only had certain bits of lore. Some mm -hmm. of the comics only had certain bits of lore. So lots of little pieces to yeah. complete a whole picture. Mm-hmm. And the Matoran, actually, these ones, the uh, they're nicknamed the Mac Torin because mm -hmm. these were the McDonald's toys. Yeah. These appeared in Happy Meals even before the um, actual Toas came out. Yeah. So I remember seeing those mm -hmm. in the McDonald's Happy Meals <laughs> at the time, and I was like, those are pretty cool. They That's were great. fun. They threw a little disc. I'm yeah. not even sure which one I got, mm -hmm. but I got one of them, and it was a lot of fun. That's so. great. Very cool. I yeah. was too young at the time for the McDonald's toys, but mm -hmm. I, I was, I think, just pretty much... I was like two. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can pick but, these up later yes. now. They are not necessarily cheap. Some of these are getting a little more collectible. A little more expensive now, yeah. but... They're technically the first wave of Bionicle. Yeah. Like, they're even... They predate the OG Bionicles. Very interesting, yeah. So... And it's cool to see that the, the careful preparation, the laying the foundations, mm -hmm. the McDonald's toys, all that ended up adding to a good story, which yes. really was the driving force behind the massive success of Bionicle. Mm -hmm. You really can't understate it. For a couple of years, Bionicle represented 100% of LEGO's profitability. Yeah. I mean, it Literally. Was, so. There is a good chance that... You know, Bionicle is the reason Lego didn't go bankrupt in the early 2000s. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. So, But yeah, so moving on, mm -hmm. so the story is kind of, that's the basics of the first Pretty much gen. the basics of the story. The mm -hmm. Toa showed up on the island. Um, they didn't remember anything because mm -hmm. they had been in the canisters for so long. They had to reassemble themselves, like how you have to assemble them out of the canisters. Gotcha. That was part of the story. Uh, and then they um, went to their respective parts of the island. There's different sections of the island, like a snowy place and a... Mainly, mainly water place, like the mm -hmm. water place is Gakoro. 
Gotcha. And that's where Galley uh, just immediately went to mm -hmm. as, you know, instinct. Yeah, kind of the um, guardians of their specific biospheres. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so their first main story was to collect six different Kenoki masks. Kenoki masks are the masks. They're called Kenokis. Mm -hmm. um, and they were forged out of discs of uh, Protodermis, which okay. is a an unknown um, liquid at this uh, time in the story. Yeah, it's mysterious a, It's substance. like a metal. Yeah, 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 it's an unknown, mysterious metal mm -hmm. that's been used in the Matoran universe. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so they are, um, they're tasked with going to find the six different versions of their Kenoki mask. In their colors, right? And, yeah, so yeah. Golly has uh, the mask of water breathing, mm -hmm. and it is uh, this translucent blue color, but she can also wear the Kenoki Kakama, the mask of speed, Gotcha. But she has a version that is blue, that Perfect. for her. Okay. And the same goes for every other character. They can all wear the six different masks, but they come in their respective colors. Mm -hmm. So they ha they so they could swap out the masks and get different yes. uh, abilities, perhaps. Yeah, so. that was uh the yeah. Once they uh, collected all six uh, Kenoki masks, they were awarded special golden masks, mm -hmm. and those masks allowed them to access any of the Kenoki powers. Here's a Miru. Very cool. And I think I've got a, yep, I've got a Howl in here. Nice. They got this kind of copperish gold color to them. And I've got a Kaku. Very cool. So, so they're right here, but we'll hopefully have some close-ups yes. for you too. So. But so yeah, when they unlocked these masks, they were able to switch between all the different powers on fly. Gotcha. That's really interesting. So they had not only their elemental. Yes. Like their home base, their, mm -hmm. just their home turf, as it were. But they also had different masks that could give them different abilities too. Yeah, they all had um, direct elemental powers. You know, Tahu being the fire guy and mm -hmm. Kopaka being the ice guy. Exactly. And they could control those elements to a degree. But then they wore the mask that gave them a secondary power. Mm -hmm. Tahu's being the mask of shielding. Yeah. So he essentially could create a force field. Very cool. And so that you know that's how uh, they eventually, when they collected the six different Kenoki masks and were able to find their gold masks, they were finally able to take on the big bad guy, Makuta. There you go. So, and that's, they had to defeat him by using, their masks didn't help. They had to use their elemental powers okay. all at once. Yeah, so the masks were uh, ineffective mm -hmm. against uh, Makuta's evil powers. Pretty so, much. Yeah. <laughs> against the shadow. Gotcha. Very cool. And so later on, uh, so this is this is the initial. This is an initial two thousand one yeah. storyline and the sets that came out. So we're talking like the, the masks was kind of like you wanted to not only get the Toa that yep. you enjoyed, but also the masks to to upgrade them yep. and get them to their full potential. Essentially, yeah. So. They they sold uh, these individual mask packs that came with like I think it was three or four different Kenoki masks, mm -hmm. and you had a chance of getting the. Um, the gold ones, or yep. there was a um, like a metallic silver one okay. that was meant to represent their mask before they were um, before they fully assembled themselves. Yeah, so they were uh, depowered before masks. they had put it on and it yes. turned color. They had it was that, powerless. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. Interesting. So that's that, I think that's an interesting concept, mm -hmm. even among Lego themes, is that you have to collect all these little different wearable items. I mean, you do have a little bit of that, maybe with like sure. Knights Kingdom one, or yeah. Uh, yeah, some some Ninjago sets, some uh, like Atlantis sets. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is next level because they all have six. They all and have a gold six. one. Yep. Then they can fight the bad guy, and then they can save yep. the island. So it's like this is there's a lot of collectability to all these. different There's a lot masks. of collectability to them, and mm -hmm. as nice as the gold masks look, 
-hmm. they're by no means even close to being some of the rarest masks. Yeah. So um, if, if we're talking about Wave 1, that, yes. was there any other rare masks released in that year, or is it the following years that they came out? In Wave 1, I think I've got two more of the um, rare masks in here. Mm -hmm. I've got... Um, this is a special one. I don't have um, Lewa, the um, green bionicle, mm -hmm. on the table right now. Here's his uh, normal Miru. It's a green, a dark green. It's a very nice color. Mm -hmm. But back in 2001, uh, Legoland California gave out these translucent neon green versions. Yes. And that's a really cool color, really cool Very cool shape. color. That is um, awesome. Yeah, so that was given out. It's not crazy rare, but, uh, I mean... They didn't, it was only out in Legoland, California, and maybe one other, I think. Yeah. But back in 2001, the Ooh. Kenoki Howl, which is Tahu's mask, but this one is an infected Howl. Mm -hmm. It is black, but it is hand-painted by the Lego group, so which is very interesting. During production, somebody yes. actually physically painted each mask. Every mask. going down the assembly yeah, line. Every mask is slightly different of these wow. because of the hand-painted nature of them. That is pretty cool. But this is most supposed to represent um, Makuta when they the Toa first fought him because he took the appearance of a Matoran, mm -hmm. an infected Matoran. Yes. So uh, a terrifying concept, but yeah. also a really cool production anomaly for Lego. I can't Lego, think so. of any other pieces that are hand painted off the top of my hand. Yeah, maybe like the very oldest, like the tree or plant sure, pieces, or yeah. like the, the the 50s and 60s Lego. But this is like definitely this is 2001, and yeah. they were hand painted. It's very interesting. <laughs> I have no idea how that would even have worked. They must have like because this isn't a normal set, right? Um. No, it was in, well, actually, y yes. Okay. It, it came in a, essentially, they called it kind of like a power pack, mm -hmm. where it came with a uh, Matoran that you could switch that mask onto to represent that corrupted Matoran. Yep. And I think it also came with the, um, like, a Bionicle soundtrack of some of the ga online games and things. Okay. So it, it wasn't, like, it impossible wasn't like, to find, but no. it was pretty hard to find. It, not like, common. It wasn't a normal thing yeah. that you would, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's... That's just mind-boggling. It, it's very cool to see that you know, mm. diff unique painted effect on that mask. It's a very different one. And now, I think one of my favorites, this is probably the last mask I have from Wave 1. That's um, We want to talk about, yeah. Yeah, that's really notable. Mm -hmm. And that is the full chrome silver how. Yes. This one was um, also a power pack thing mm -hmm. um, that came, I think this one was also the same thing with yeah. the music and stuff like that. Yep, hard to find. But this was meant to represent a completely different mask. It's, it's, uh, it's, the name is blanking on me, but it's meant to represent a different mask. They just mm -hmm. didn't want to make a new mold. So they just did the... the... They just did the normal how and chromed it. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's, it's an important mask. It's got like more power. It doesn't have the how power, the mask of shielding. Okay. It's a bit different. But that's a, those are hard to find without that chrome flaked off. Exactly. Yeah, well, the thing about it is Lego chromed pieces yep. are rare. Uh, they didn't make a ton of them. They were nope. only like the specialty piece out of one set. So to see a cool, mm -hmm. this is probably one of the larger chrome pieces I was they've about made. To say. And uh, it's, it's really fascinating. And for that, that one's in really good shape when the, one of the main play functions of Bionicle is to knock the mask off of them, to hit the mask and knock it off. Yes. So uh, it's, now that you mentioned it, Gary, on wave yes. one, all the, the uh, Toa have that cool little arm yep. motion, which makes a great play feature. And that was one of those things that, I mean, <laughs> that really solidified my love for Bionicle as a kid was mm -hmm. building an action figure, which what kid doesn't want an action figure? But then 
you can make him fight. Exactly, they have a little duel or battle. You don't have battle, to sit yeah. there and pose him to make him fight. He, you can just make him swing his arm and fight. You can actually smack the other toe in the face if he wants to. Exactly. <laughs> so, and all of them had um, normally just the one gear on one arm. They did change that later on. But mm -hmm. Galley was one of my favorites because she was the only one, besides I think Anua maybe, mm -hmm. yep. to include both arm exactly. rotation in the front in or the, in, in the uh, 2001 line. Yep, the double clawing action yep. is pretty cool. So. so, I mean, they had great play features. It had a great story. Like, if you were 8, 9, 10, oh, yeah. right around this time, mm -hmm. oh, man. Yeah, they would have. you would have fallen for it. Hook, line, and sinker. And it's then, great. you know, it would continue on for another 10 years. That's what they, Lego wanted was this line that people could grow up with and exactly. stay involved in the story. Yeah, very cool. And I think it, it definitely succeeded given how many different waves of Bionicle they came out with. Yeah. And uh, obviously every great masterpiece has its, you know, not so great sequel. That is we, true. we won't get into that today. We're really just focusing on the first couple yep. waves, which really uh, helped solidify Bionicle as a, as yeah, a, the as first, a corner piece of Lego. Th that first storyline is what really solidified it. And then they started to go back and give more context to the story. Mm -hmm. So like in the beginning, it's it's a mystery on a lot of the stuff. You know, nothing really makes sense on where these things are coming from. Very mysterious. Where right? this world is. Mm -hmm. But the longer you go into the story, it's it's got some very deep lore. Gotcha. So. All right. Well, we <laughs> want to move on to wave two then, or at least to the Borox. Yeah, we can go. With, I'm sorry, I don't have any of the um, the Rakshi with us. Gotcha. Or the, um, the Rahi, my Rahi, bad. Yeah. yeah, those are like the... Um, kind of wild animals of the island. The giant beasts and Yeah, there was like yeah. a tiger one. There was one that was kind of like a mosquito mm -hmm. and some spiders and stuff. But those were infected wildlife that were infected by Makuta to try the to destroy the Matoran yeah. and mm -hmm. all that. Gotcha. But then after um, the Toa first defeated uh, Makuta mm -hmm. the first time, he found a way to awaken the Borok swarms. Mm-hmm. And that became the Toa's next problem. Yes. Was right after they defeated Makuta and returned to the surface of the island, they found a Matoran who had been traumatized and could only say one word, mm -hmm. Borok. And so eventually they went back to their respective villages and discovered the Borok swarms mm -hmm. that had infected the island. So these guys were complete um, robots. They had no organic material to them. They were complete shells. Mm -hmm. And the... Just um, machines. Just yeah. machines. And uh, their whole goal was just to destroy the island. Yeah. Was to clear all of the wildlife, all the plant life off of the island. So destroy everything. They were, Pretty uh, they much. were a swarm. Like yes. Locusts. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. And they, the weird thing about them is they didn't attack unless they were attacked. They were very much driven just by the focus of destroy the island. Yeah. So, but these guys were always one of my favorite as a kid. Mm -hmm. They have a great play feature with this lever on the back that you can snap their head forward. They have the little... Uh, it's great. Almost looks like a pecking motion, right? Almost. Yeah, so. And it was meant to knock the masks off of the Toas. Yep. Then that, that way they're relatively powerless. Relatively their masks. powerless. Yeah. And so these guys were super cool, and they all came with, not Kenoki Mask, we're done with that collectathon, <laughs> and we've moved on to the next collectathon with rubber masks. Yes. These are called Kranas. Gotcha. And they are meant to be kind of the brains of the Borok. Mm -hmm. uh, this is what would control the Borok, and so it would be slotted in the top of their head like that. 
and the only way to destroy the Boroks was to destroy the Krana and yeah. get rid of that. But the Krana was also used to control other Matorans and Toa. Mm -hmm. The Borok could launch yep. <laughs> the Krana out of their head and it would then Attach infect yeah. a Toa. And now this Toa is corrupted into the part of filling this Borok's role of destroying mm -hmm. the island. So, if you thought there was a lot of mask with these mm -hmm. to collect six different versions, six different colors of the six different masks plus special variations, the Krana come in eight different molds and in, I want to say it's 12 different colors, maybe more. Yeah. It's a lot. There's close to like 140 Krana, I think. That's pretty crazy. It's a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. So each one, it, it, they also would have come, most of them would have come in the sets, but also yes. some were special too. They had, um, yeah, each Borok came with a Krana. Then there were um, also just Kanoki slash Krana packs. They came with like three Krana, two Kanoki masks. Gotcha. Um, then there was, also, I don't have one of them with us, but there were smaller Boroks that um, didn't really look like this. Mm -hmm. They were like a couple pieces, but they were called the Borok Va. Yeah, the little and, sidekicks, right? Yeah, and they came with different colored um, Krana that was meant to uh, be a, like a deactivated state of the Krana, gotcha. a different color. Mm -hmm. And they could slot that into a Borok that had been had its Krana ripped out and reactivate it. Yes. So I'm sure that was very unfortunate for the Toa yeah, the so they're bringing up, saw that. They're bringing up recharged batteries for Essentially, the, the, the Borok to go take out some no, more. No, so. Tahu. Essentially. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, th these were, I mean, one of my favorite sets as a kid. Not only just because they were really affordable, Yeah. but I mean, you could curl them up in these little balls like this. And that was part of the way they kind of like moved around the island. They'd roll around? like. Yeah, they were very like insect-like almost. But I mean, you could just roll them up like this and then you could display them in their canisters hanging upside down. Yeah. I always thought that was really cool. That's pretty cool. So not only do you have a really fun kind of uh, yeah. play feature there, but you can also roll it in a ball and roll it around on the, the table. Yeah. So all around, they were a really good villain mm -hmm. or good villain set. And Great was, design. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This was kind of like meant to be one of the first army builder things. Yeah. Like they were, they were a swarm. So yeah. if you wanted to have four of each, exactly. that makes sense. You could have a handful of them, no problem story-wise. Yeah. yeah, of course. The Toa, you, you couldn't have several, you know, yeah. of the each Toa marching <laughs> around. That doesn't make sense. It's a hero. Mm -hmm. These guys are the army builders. That's yes. good. So. And so uh, the Toa went to their, um, the goal to defeat the Borok, considering it was a massive swarm that had this one mission, mm -hmm. they had to go and fight, find what was controlling the Borok. Yes. Besides the Krana, there was a driving force behind the Borok. Mm -hmm. uh, and eventually it was um, Tahu and Kapaka who descended into the depths of the island and found out that the Borok were coming from the island itself on the inside of it. Gotcha. And so they then, they then found out that there were two uh, that were controlling the Bullrock. I brought the box with us. Oh, no, this is... <laughs> that's pretty that's cool. That's great. But these were the Bullrock Queens, Kadok and Gadok. Mm -hmm. And they controlled the Bullrock Swarms. So once um, they had to collect 48 of the Krana in the different colors. Yeah. Like they had to collect their masks. Mm -hmm. They had to collect 48 Krana so that, hey, incentive, go buy all 48 Krana. <laughs> collect all the Kranas, yep. Yep. So then they were able to take those to an altar on Metronui. Mm -hmm. I got Metronui on the brain. <laughs> it's good. Um, 
and they then descended down into the island to the um, Borok Queens. Their lair. Their lair. Mm -hmm. So they uh, down there they found, I wish I had one of those with us, but they found uh, called Toa Exo Armors. It's essentially oh, okay. a mech suit for Bionicle characters. Interesting. Super cool, super hard to find. Hmm. So uh, that was actually something you could acquire. Yes. Oh, wow. It was a whole separate set that you could slide one of these in, and it made it bulkier, and mm -hmm. it, it, they were pretty cool. So they tried using those against the Borok Queens. It didn't work. They couldn't use their elemental powers in them. Mm -hmm. So eventually they ditched those and then used all their elemental powers and were able to encase the Borok Queens in a solid cage of protodermis. Gotcha. So they, they, they caged them up, basically. Yes, they yeah. caged them up and essentially put them, put them to sleep for a while, mm -hmm. put them into a hibernation. So uh, that's how they defeated the Borok. Yes. And saved the island once again. So. Once again. Mm -hmm. And then that is when Artoa really start to uh, go through some changes. Because after they defeat the Borok Queens, mm -hmm. holes in the floor opened up in the um, Borok Queen room. Yeah. And all of the Toa descended down into those that were full of liquid protodermis, which is a mutagenic um, fluid. Yeah. And so it's a it, magical metal fluid yes. thing, yes. Yeah, so. And so it then transformed the Toa into the Toa Nuva, mm -hmm. which were upgraded versions of the Toa. They had completely unique Kenoki masks that nobody else could use. They were only for the Toa Nuva. Gotcha, so very specific masks. Very specific masks, they're different molds. I've got a couple of them with us right now. There we go. There's Onua, I didn't have Onua regular, mm -hmm. but we've got his Nuva version. So he's got the saw blades, yeah. and he's got that very, the new to see silver armor for him too. Yes, so. they made him a, a lot bulkier. Oh. Made him smoother. a lot bulkier, a little smoother, um, new you know leg pieces and things, and then all of them ended up with the double weapons. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, the Toa Nuva were considered to be like the most powerful Toa that have ever existed. Yeah, it was all set in place on the island for them. Mm -hmm. So the Toa Nuva, there's a couple different variations on their masks. Uh, the same kind of color differences, like you know, there's a. Uh, the how Nuva or how Nuva mm -hmm. looks nothing like the normal how. Yeah, very different. Very different, but they were meant to be. They're bigger. They're a little thicker. Mm -hmm. Meant to invoke more power. Yeah, they look like the beefier on yeah. steroids version of the original masks. Yeah, right? pretty so. much. Mm -hmm. So, but then that awakened when the Borok queens were um, put to sleep. Yeah, encased. That awakened six special Borok mm -hmm. called the Borok Call. Yeah. They were essentially the same things as these. The reason they exist is because the Borok sold really well. Yeah, and they wanted some upgraded versions, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. We got upgraded Toas, and those sold great. So they mm -hmm. said, man, we could really make upgraded Borok. And yeah. they didn't sell great. Oh, they didn't sell great. They okay. did not sell too great. Because yeah. everybody already had Boroks. Yeah. They didn't need Borok coal with silver on them. And were the, the Borok uh, coal, yes. did they, were they an army builder too, or were they an individual character? Now, they were individual characters. There was only six of them. Gotcha. And they were specially selected and modified Boroks mm -hmm. that were meant to um, reawaken the Borok queens. Yes. So they had completely different elemental powers. Like, there was one that had gravity power. There was one that had the power of sonics. Yeah. There was one that was the power of disintegration, I think. Okay. So they were completely different from the normal elemental powers. Mm -hmm. uh, but they also, the coolest thing about the Borok Cole yeah. was the fact that some of them came with special masks, special Kranas. There you go. So that's, that's what, extremely collectible, extremely right? Extremely collectible. Some of the most expensive Lego pieces really come from 
some of these early lines. Mm -hmm. um, but we actually have one over here. Yes, let's that talk about is it. A, this is a Krana call, and this is cast in white metal. Yes. So this was one of 5,000. It was randomly included in uh, Borok call sets. Mm -hmm. You could have been a little kid and just bought one off the counter, and you might have gotten this. Yes, it has a cool little card. Yep. Congratulations, you found one of 5,000 white metal Krana call. Keep searching for the Sterling Silver Chronicle. So mm -hmm. even if you found this, there's more. <laughs> even if you found that, there's more. And there was only 72 of the uh, Sterling Silver one. Wow. I think there was 100 made, but the, those, like, there were 72 sold, and the rest of them just you're given to a Lego employees. Yeah, so they're kind of, like, gone. So, uh -huh. yeah. But so these are what made the the Chrono, or the Borok Coal really cool. Was mm -hmm. these? I mean, because how often does Lego make metal parts? Very inoften. You'll it's find very it every rare. now and then, but this is also like a limited yes. edition metal piece. How yeah. crazy is that? <laughs> a limited edition metal piece. So they there was the white metal Kranas, there was the sterling sil silver Kranas, mm -hmm. there was a, um, a vacuum metal Krana, which is like a more of like a flat metal, I think. Interesting, okay. Uh, and then there were um, gray plastic prototype Krana okay. that were made out of like, it was. I think it was essentially this kind of color, but, but made plastic. out of a hard plastic yeah. instead of this rubberized. Because these rubberized ones work pretty good not only inside the masks, yep. but also when you're attaching them, that flexibility makes yes. it a little easier. So. It, it gives it a good friction fit. Yeah, exactly. Very so, yeah, interesting. Chronicle were interesting, but they really mainly only gave us really rare pieces. Yeah. So it was another way, another collectible thing. Yes. And it's like we went from the already <laughs> difficult original Toa mm -hmm. to the the Krana and then the Krana Call added a whole yep. other level. So it's like the collectability and the rarity of some of these pieces is getting a little bit crazy. And it's, it's getting, fun. It's fun. But it's like a lot of a lot of like regular Lego fans will never be able to yeah. get all these if, unless they really, really When you really think try. about it, I mean, think about being a, a, a kid and trying to collect all these different... There's no way. There's no BrickLink back then. No. It wasn't very common. And so it's like just trying to find all this stuff must have been crazy. Yeah. And I mean, buying mask packs after mask packs. And it's like, oh, I have five red house. <laughs> I need a green one. Exactly. I just need <laughs> one green one. Yeah, or whatever. So, yeah. So, I mean... Amazing. The fact that, you know, we have a really good selection of masks that I've been able to find in the basement. Yep. But, I mean, there's still some that, like, I, I'm looking for them. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep our <laughs> eyes open. We do get yep. new stuff traded in all this the time. This is, I mean, the Metal Cron is one of the... I never thought I'd see one of these in person. Yeah. So, and that's cool. we just had this laying in the basement. Glad we got to Glad see we it got and document it. Yeah, yeah right. Awesome. <laughs> Very cool. So, that was the first and second wave yep. of the Toa. Was there a third wave, technically? Or was this kind of like the main so, storyline for a while? pretty much from like 2001 to like 2003, it's mm -hmm. pretty much considered like the first arc of the story. Gotcha. On how we go from how the Toa got to the island and their first enemies, and then we go to their upgraded versions. Mm -hmm. Upgraded enemies, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it leads into the Mask of Light movie. The first gotcha. Bionicle movie, mm -hmm. which, I mean, it's pr it, not not the first Lego movie, but one of the very early Lego movies yes. ended up being a Bionicle movie, Yep, which is very interesting. But they ended up making a good amount of sets for promotion mm -hmm. with, for um, yeah, for the Mask of Light movie. Yep. So I've got a couple of them over here. We're going to start with the enemies of... Um, ah, yes. Yes. We're going to start with the enemies from the Mask of Light movie. These are called the Rakshi. Mm -hmm. 
and these guys are super cool. Yeah. I mean, one they of my favorites. Awesome. Yeah. They're so much taller than the Toa, mm-hmm. like just already. But these were um, servants of Makuta. Gotcha. And these are also fully robotic um, enemies. Yes. The Toa didn't have a problem with destroying robots, mm-hmm. but anything that had some organics. Mm. They, they, yeah, they didn't want to uh, start killing sure. people, not, not just robots. Yes. yes. Yeah. But so we go from one collectible to another that these are robots that are controlled by a little worm uh-huh. called Krata. Krata. Yes. Also very similar to Krana. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, if you thought there was a lot of <laughs> Kranas, there are, I don't even know how many mm-hmm. um, of these Hundreds at least, right? At least there's tons of different variations from the, uh, the dual colors. Yeah. So, they had I mean, two different colors yeah. of rubber molded into one piece. Yes. And then you had, I think, what was it, five or six different versions of the physical uh, shape of the piece? Each, yeah, the heads on them, it's hard to see on the, on the heads on them are, can be different. There's mm-hmm. stages one, two, three, four, five, and six. Gotcha. So, and yeah, they were all these dual colored, different, there's a Spider-Man one. There you go, the red <laughs> and blue. Yep, so there were all these different dual colored ones. Uh, and some of the rocks she came with special promotional sets that included... The only solid color one, the purple Kratas, oh, which is cool. the Shadow Krata. Mm. These are uh, Krata that have reached stage six, the highest form of evolution for them, and then gone past that. Oh my! So these ones essentially have their own free will mm-hmm. and are fully in control of their powers and stuff. Yeah. So, so a, a souped-up evil a souped-up worm that can control a robot <laughs> and is going after the Toa, right? So, yeah. Yeah. It's very strange when you look at the sets in the worm. They looked a lot more menacing in the movies. Mm-hmm. Their whole face like opened up into like a scary like, te- yeah, like teeth. It looked yeah. like a demigorgon mouth almost. Gotcha. These, that is cool. Yeah, these guys were the the main um, bad guys of the the final the, third wave. Yeah, the yeah. Maskalite movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of, we got the green one here, uh, Levok, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually ended up poisoning. Tahu, Tahu Nuva in the movie. Gotcha. And so that brings me to another specialty mask that was produced for the movie. There was four different versions of it, but this is the Kanoki Hao um, Nuva, mm-hmm. but it is marbled with green and red. Yes. And it's meant to represent a poisoned version of the mask. That looks super cool. It's one of my favorite masks. But there's like three different versions of this one yes. that show the different levels of poisoning. Wow, so not only could you get this cool mask, yes. but it's also technically different versions of it. So. Technically, there's different stages of the poisoning. <laughs> so it's like lightly poisoned, and then like midway, and then like heavily super, poisoned, he- yeah. fully controlled. Yeah, oh no. So, I mean, there, collectability, collectability, collectability. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anyone who has all three versions of the poisoned uh, yeah. Hal Nuva mask. Yep. That's pretty funny. Not yet. So <laughs> Not, yet. Hey, not hey, yet. You're working on it, Garrett. There you go. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, if you meet somebody who collects the Krana, that's understandable. They're pretty cool. They've got cool metallic colors that it's you, also that like, are never seen again. Like this metallic, like sand blue, yeah, is a weird color. Yeah. But if you ever meet somebody who tries to collect the worms, they're crazy. <laughs> don't don't be don't be friends with them. I actually know one or two people on Facebook oh, that do God. that, so, and they, I think they're they're pretty close to having all of them. It's pretty crazy. So I, I'll, I'll give them that's dedication. Exactly. I, I could not. <laughs> 
I think just having a handful of these is pretty fun, though. They're they are. It's like these evil caterpillars trying to yeah. get you. That's 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 probably a phobia for many people. This so. is one of those few rare Lego pieces that does not have a Lego stamp anywhere on it. Wow. And okay. does not have a part number. It doesn't mm -hmm. have anything. Yeah, just you, you got to figure it out. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember talking to the guys in the basement who do our sorting, and they they told me how, like just how many hundreds of these they've thrown away. because uh. they didn't think it was Lego, mm -hmm. and they nobody else thought it was Lego. Oh my goodness! And it, you know, it's one of those that Doesn't I can say Lego. I can accept that they didn't didn't know. Yeah. But mm. oh man, that's pretty tragic. Oh, that purple worm is like ten bucks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just well, for that. Well, now they know. Hopefully, they yep. can learn from their mistakes. So. Yeah. But so going back to the Maskelite movie, we're going to mm. bring back Takua. Oh, he's back. Okay. Because Takua, not only was he an important role in setting up the Toa story. Mm-hmm. He is like the main character of the Mask of Light movie. Okay. Him and his friend um, Jaller, mm -hmm. who is essentially the same as this. This is Jaller, actually. I just put Takua's mask on him. Yeah. But he wears a, a yellow mask. And so they end up finding a very special, rare, legendary mask mm -hmm. on okay. the island that is the... Let's find it in here. Yep, here it is. They were able to find the Kenoki Evoki. Mm -hmm. The Mask of Light. Very cool. So this is a pretty, it's a really nice looking mask. I like the flat dark gold. Mm -hmm. But this is an important mask in the story because this mask tells the coming of a second, or not a second, a seventh Toa. Gotcha. So one more addition to the, the hero lineup. One more right? addition to the lineup that will be able to face Makuta. Because the Toa faced Makuta, but they didn't technically beat him. Mm -hmm. he, they, they, they've stopped him a few times. They've stopped him. He wanted to test the Toa's power, mm -hmm. and then he retreated deeper into the island. Yes. So I, I think the big quote from Makuta, you know, you cannot defeat me for I am nothing. Mm -hmm. He's a robot and more of a spirit of shadow gotcha. than anything. It's almost like a, a virus. Yeah. You really can't stop. Pretty so. much. Yeah. So um, the main thing that beats shadow is light. Light. So... Jaller and uh, Takua then go on this quest throughout mm -hmm. the uh, land of Matanui. And they run into all the different Toas that help them along their mission to try to find the seventh Toa who will don the Mask of Light. Mm -hmm. And so throughout the whole movie, they, uh, you know, it goes through Bonacle lore a little bit. It's a good movie if you've never seen it. I recommend it. I'll have to check it out sometime. Um, but it comes to fruition that Takua is... The seventh Toa. Mm -hmm. His uh, friend Jaller gets um, un unceremoniously stabbed by oh no this one right here. I think it mm -hmm. actually is, and that then in turn shows Takua that he has to fulfill his destiny and dons the mask of light. Mm -hmm. And then he transforms and becomes the seventh Toa Nuva, Takanuva. Very cool. So. With the very fancy white outfit and yeah. like a bronze-colored armor. So. Yep, and then I think he's he's the only one who has the. Um, it's hard to get his mask off. The um, his face matches the color of all of his other parts. Yeah, even like his joints and other yeah. pieces that would typically be black or yep. gray, they're all white. So it's very. They cool. went completely for. He is the Toa of Light. Mm-hmm. That's so, super cool. Yeah, he's he's one of my favorites. I mean, especially from the movie and stuff. Mm -hmm. But he actually has a couple different versions of his mask, too, that are pretty cool. 
So there's the gold version, which is a really nice one. It's the, uh, the mask, the way it always looks normally is mm -hmm. the gold. Here's a um, more of a silver version. It's a light pearl silver mm -hmm. that's used for other parts, not so much his mask, but used for other things. Yeah. Um, but then the really nice mask, uh, the really nice mask of light is the transparent glittered version. Yes. That came with this set when it was released. Mm -hmm. And it's meant to represent kind of the mask um, power being activated. Mm -hmm. That glowing light. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, this is another one of these. I've never seen another Lego piece that uses this kind of plastic or like, I've never seen one that looks that same color. Yeah. It is a super cool piece, but yeah. it's also super special with that metallic uh -huh. glint inside of a transparent piece. Yeah. Like it's suspended and it's very nice. Yeah. That so is really cool. It's a really cool mask. It came with that set when it was first released. Talking to you is one of my favorites. Yeah. He was supposed to be in the Lego movie too, and they oh, didn't put him in there. You've told me about that. Yes. That's crazy how he was like almost included in that movie. He that was supposed been so to be part fun. of like the gang. Yeah. That would have been cool. But yeah. I... It is what it is. We can at least appreciate the special pieces that have made it to us yes, throughout we, the years. Because this is this color plastic hasn't really been no. reintroduced. Even to nowadays, they have the satin colors, mm -hmm. which are beautiful. But they're not quite that. Not quite this. Yes. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. And it's, it's an interesting piece because from the back, it's like transparent. Yeah. But when you look at it from the front, it almost has like a yellow gold sheen to it, it from does. that glitter. Mm-hmm. So, like, it doesn't look fully transparent from the front. It, it's a very, very nice mask. Super cool. One of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And uh, during this time they were releasing this uh, yes. Takanuva set, did they have a Makuta version to I'm fight? I'm glad you asked because <laughs> I they did seeing have that. a Makuta. Yeah. Let's bring him out and see if we can so take him out here. I grabbed him from the case today. And here is our big bad we've been talking about this whole time, Makuta Pterodax. Mm-hmm. And he's got a, a movement as well. He can just body you in one hit. That's, they all have great movement. That's awesome. But so this is where the uh, silver version of his mask where it comes in. Makuta, Makuta thinks he's just so big and bad and so cool that he wears Takanuva's mask as hands on the mm -hmm. set, which is so funny to me. He's literally just wearing two faces that form his hands. That's pretty cool. But he wears the um, Kenoki uh, Crack on. Mm -hmm. I want to say it's called. I might be mispronouncing. That but that's the right um, Mask of Shadows. Mm -hmm. So that came in this black color. There's a bunch of different versions of this just based on the holes on the top. Gotcha. Okay. There's like a four-hold version, a six-hold version, which that one is the original. And then there's a misprinted five-hold version. Oh, wow. Which is very weird. So more collectability to the mask, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And then I had a, a, a very weird mask because it's not from any of the sets. Mm -hmm. It's from the play sets. Gotcha. This the the is, little minifigure size yes, ones. Yeah. This is the gold a flat dark gold crack on, not the pearl gold, mm -hmm. but this is a, this is a four-hold version, but this came out in the Tower of Toa set, oh, and it was okay. meant to be one of the um, Viserac spider's faces. Mm -hmm. But uh, it is the Mask of Shadows, but it does play story significance because later on there's an alternate reality where Makuta is not a bad guy, mm -hmm. and he wears a gold crack on. Okay, so that's... So it does work out. So, so you kind yes. of have that, like, kind of that Mar Marvel yep. multiverse theory where uh, oh, yeah. Makuta is actually not a bad guy and he has a gold mm -hmm. mask, and then that way you could use that There's piece. a whole storyline where Takanuva is traveling through different dimensions and portals. Wow. So. That's interesting. <laughs> so so they, they have this 
kind of yes. unusual use for a piece, but it actually has a totally practical yeah. use in the story if you to kind of recreate some of these yep. scenes. And, it, and you know, it came out in those godforsaken playsets. <laughs> but it's a very cool, um, I, I like the flat dark gold color. It's mm -hmm. very different from the pearl gold color we have now. Yeah. And what makes this one interesting is that there is a pearl gold version of this. Yeah. That was, it was right in between, this. the Tower of Toa set came out like right when Lego was changing their flat dark gold to pearl gold. Mm -hmm. And so there's a very limited amount of these in pearl gold, yes. and they're like $800. They're, they're crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of like how, um, it, in the Star Wars set example, they yes. had the Imperial Star Destroyer, and for a few mm -hmm. months even, they made it in light bluish gray yeah. versus light gray, and those are more valuable. Yep. Uh, not crazy much, but uh -huh. this is a completely different story. They're a like completely super This is only maybe a 30 or so dollar mask, mm -hmm. this color. But, I mean, you get into pearl gold and it's... I think there's one on Bricklink now for $900. Yeesh. So That's amazing. <laughs> Very cool. But so, with the um, Mask of Light yep. arc, did that kind of wrap up the original Toa line? Yes. Okay. Um, after the Mask of Light movie, mm -hmm. it um, shows, you know, Takanuva is now the seventh Toa. Mm -hmm. He's not the leader of the Toa now, but... He's one of them. He's one of them, mm -hmm. you know. Gotcha. And so, then after this, we go into the Metronui arcs. Okay. Which, that's where I was getting Metronui on the brain <laughs> from. But that actually ends up taking place before any of this happened. Wow, so it's like you go back in time to yep. that, so to the city scene. Yes. Because yeah, so. this is all island, sort of semi-tropical, yes. uh, islander-inspired. Uh -huh. so, yeah. Very tribal, kind of. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and then we go into, you know, Metronui, where it, it, they, it is learned that these weren't the first Tolas, by mm -hmm. any means. Interesting. Yeah. That's fascinating. So it goes into this, the Toa Mata are not done. Mm -hmm. They go on for, I think their story continues for at least till the end of the, the lore, story. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, but then we, we were introduced to characters that came before that allowed what we just talked about to happen. So, kind of like a prequel, as it were. Essentially, yeah. yeah. But with those sets, did they actually kind of move away from the original mask? So, they did. After, um, it was actually, uh, Takanuva was the first... <laughs> <laughs> was the um, first uh, Bionicle mask they introduced that had an axle hole on mm -hmm. the back. Or an axle pin, I should say. Instead of the just normal, yeah. kind of, almost a stud The pin, other so. ones, it's not even like a stud piece. Like, mm -hmm. it's not the same size as a stud, which is weird. Interesting. But, yeah, so they decided that um, knocking the mask off of the characters was not fun anymore for whatever reason. They dialed back on that for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I, mm. I think people complained about, you know, stuff getting damaged and stuff falling off during play. Yeah. And yeah. so they said, okay, you know, this from now on, we're using axles on the back. Mm -hmm. The masks are not popping off. Yeah, they just stay on. They yeah. just stay on, mm -hmm. and we also get away from a lot of the recoloring. Mm -hmm. The first wave is really the only time that every Toa has a mask in six different colors. Yeah. So they, they kind of wanted it much more streamlined, probably yeah. less production. Less production. Mm -hmm. You know, people felt like it was more accessible. Yeah. Because it's not integral to the story to have all these different colored masks. You just buy one Bionicle character and that's yeah. it. You don't need to he get all the colored masks. Yeah, you yeah. go and get um, Toa Vakama. He mm -hmm. doesn't have, you know, a blue mask. He just has his normal mask. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, they... It, it changes a little bit in 2004, 2005 mm -hmm. is the next storyline, but it's still considered, I think that's 
one of the 2004 is one of the best stories. Gotcha. So it's, it's really still good. it's still a good story. Very much. The telemetry are really nice. I feel like we're missing some of that crazy collectability, though. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, they're missing some of that initial spark yeah. of Bionicle of mm-hmm. this frantic frenzy to try to collect all the different ones to defeat the big bad. Mm-hmm. They they needed their golden Kenoki mask to even stand a chance against Makuta. Gotcha. Yeah. So. The, the heroism, I also kind of, I love the Matorans, the tribal yeah. nature, the island seems mm-hmm. really, it has a very unique and mysterious property yeah, to it. So. It's very interesting, I mean, when you really get into the lore, if you like comic books and you like um, these kind of like, you know, it's it's very much a fantasy mm-hmm. like story oh, yeah, and stuff, sure. but I mean, it's, there's a lot of, you know, it's light versus dark, it's yeah. good versus evil, it's, but there's a lot of, each character was developed very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I brought um, Matoro up here in the beginning. Matoro starts out as just a normal little Matoran on the island. He's the translator um, between his Turaga, his elder of his village, and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And he eventually goes from a Matoran to a upgraded Matoran, which they get like bigger arms and a little bulkier. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he becomes a Toa himself. Yes. And it eventually ends up becoming one of the most important characters in the Bionicle universe. Yes. So, I mean, this character from a McDonald's Polybag ends up back in 2007 being the, like, one the of savior, the most... right? Yeah, the savior of mm-hmm. the Bionicle universe, essentially. That's amazing. And, and so, even these guys, they started in 2001, and they, they have stories all the way until the end. Yeah. That is super cool. I, I, it's, it's really fun to see a well-crafted yeah. story, kind of make its way through all these set productions, through all these different years, and uh, survive all the way till the end when they finally pulled the plug on Bionicle. Yep. But uh, I think that most LEGO fans should be able to look back and appreciate the cool um, effort yes. and care and design that went into these. The play features mm-hmm. are amazing. The play features are yeah. some of the best LEGOs ever made. Yeah, exactly. Like, even if you don't, if you don't like Technic, I mean, I get it, but this is something completely unique. Yeah. This isn't quite Technic. Yeah, it was designed for kids, but it, yeah. there's a lot more to appreciate there too. So. There's a lot more to appreciate. I mean, the mocking you can do with Bionicle pieces is really fun with all these gearing functions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that part's kind of Technic. Yeah. But I mean, it's one of those things that if you're a Lego fan, it's something you should respect. Yeah, it, put some respect on it, guys. Put some respect <laughs> on this name. Exactly. But I mean, a lot of play features and a lot of stuff came from Bionicle. Mm-hmm. And without it, we may not have Lego as we know it today. Yeah, if, even if you like go, put all that aside, without Bionicle, you wouldn't be enjoying that new Rivendell set you're building. <laughs> that is you know, true, whatever, right? whatever else you're, you're into now, those modulars never would have happened. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's cr- thank you so much, Garrett, for breaking out all these oh, Bionicles yeah. and telling me. I learned a lot, and sure. I, I felt like I knew the basics of Bionicle mm-hmm. before, but even just this brief conversation, I feel like I've been exposed to a lot of great stories. Yep, and it, I mean, it was a, a bit of a glossing over, oh, not yeah. to get into crazy deep in the lore, but if you want a good story that you can follow for a little bit, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend looking at all of what Bionicle has to offer and going through the story. And mm-hmm. before we do end off, I have a... Yes. Something new that you've gotten recently, yes. right? So, if you're ever interested in more Bionicle story, I would highly recommend the Bionicle comic book line. Mm -hmm. It's a very nice artwork. The story is, I mean, it's Bionicle story, so it's it's very well written. It's got Mm -hmm. good lore. 
And something I didn't realize when I, I mean, I read these as a kid. I don't have yeah. any of them anymore. This is one I had to get secondhand. Mm -hmm. I forgot they were published by DC Comics. <laughs> so if you want some actual <laughs> legit comic books. It is yeah. an actual comic. It's not like one of, it's, it's published by DC. Yeah. So like, That's these are cool good. fun fact. So. And the art in them is really nice. I mean, if you want more of the story, I'd recommend this. I'd also recommend any of the novels. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, so Garrett, where are, do you know a couple of resources for people who are looking to play yes. maybe the Flash games mm -hmm. or read the comics? Do you have any websites you recommend? Uh, so, um, Bionicle um, Fandom is like kind of the Bionicle wiki page. That gotcha. has a lot of the story. Um, and it's got a lot of just information about individual characters that happen throughout the story and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then um, Bionicle Media Project is a website that I can't believe the amount of effort that's gone into it. Mm -hmm. They have every Bionicle comic book saved that's ever been published. They have every novel that was written saved on there. They have the first um, Bionicle uh, Mata Nui Flash game. They have the second one yeah. that has been saved. And those came out, like, those were an introduction of the story before these even came out. They give mm -hmm. a lot of the good story. They give a lot of the Toa's first encounter with Makuta. Mm -hmm. That's not stated anywhere but the games. Yeah, that's the only place you can really learn about yeah. that. Yeah. So. so, I mean, Bionicle Media Project is a very, ins it's an insane website. I was looking through it the other day, and they have a section where they've essentially recreated the 2001 website page. Mm -hmm. The original yeah. Bionicle.com. Yeah. Yes, they've essentially recreated that, and you can click through it, and it it's a nostalgia trip. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, very cool, Garrett. Thank you so much again. This is awesome. We'll have yeah. to maybe cover some more either different themes or uh -huh. sections of Bionicle. There's so much more to talk about. Yeah, we're scratching the surface. Yeah, exactly. The more Bionicle we get in, the more you fix of up course. and put up for sale, the more excited me and Joe yep. and other people in the store become. So hopefully this video mm -hmm. taught you something about Bionicle. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe if yep. you enjoy this kind of stuff. Oh, before we oh, sign out, yes. one of the nice things about Bionicle and this video is mm -hmm. that everything you see is available at Atlanta Brick Co. ATLbrick.com. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So if you want to get started on some of these cool, I think a, a great starting point is the Borock. I think a Borock's a great place to start. It's pretty affordable. Yeah. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. so, but yeah. Thanks, Garrett. Yeah, of course. It. Take care, guys.